Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, there will not be an episode of Retail Nightmares this week. Alicia is still dealing with COVID and she's not feeling very great still. So we're going to have something a little different this week instead from Sally and I. But Alicia has a message that she'd like me to pass on to all of you. And that is, if you can, please wear a mask indoors. And if you're going to be going to an indoor event, please test beforehand if possible. Thank you very much and please enjoy this episode of our sister podcast, Jigsaw Jamboree. Jigsaw Jam Jamboree. Well, hello there and welcome to another fabulous episode of Jigsaw Jamboree. It's season seven, episode 42. Can you believe it, Sally? I never thought we'd get here, Jessica. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Look how far we've come. You know, we started with one single shared puzzle shelf. Now we have the whole barn. (laughs) So if you're just joining us for the first time, this is the show where we talk puzzles. We talk puzzling. We talk techniques. We talk puzzle news. We talk puzzle trends. Mm -hmm. We share intimate stories of our puzzle successes and failures. Oh, And we check in with our puzzle friends. So, Sally, what's what's your day been like since we recorded yesterday? This is a daily (laughs) (laughs) daily podcast uh, where we talk about puzzles. Because, I mean, the news cycle happens so fast. You need to stay on top of it. Puzzle news? Puzzle news, yeah. Don't I know it. 24-hour puzzle news cycle. Well, Jessica, let me ask you this. Since I last saw you yesterday. Yes. Have you, since I last saw you yesterday, ever worked on a two-sided puzzle? <gasps> well, I mean, technically all puzzles oh, are two-sided. Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there, but... <laughs> <laughs> but a reversible puzzle. A reversible puzzle. I have not. Have oh, you? I have. And what's that like? Well... Honestly, I don't care for it, mm. but but I did complete the puzzle. Good for you. I won't be doing it again. It's going in the donation pile. Well, I mean, let me see it before you put it in the donation right. pile, because I might be interested. <laughs> so how do we tell when we're sorting through our puzzle pieces? You know, normally you might go by color or by mm. pattern or mm-hmm. by shape. On this double-sided puzzle, are the two sides so different that you're aware which side you're working with? Or are they similarly colored and patterned? They are differentiated enough that uh, one side is a page of a book. Oh, that sounds difficult. And the other, an illustration corresponding to that page of the book. Lovely. For some reason, I decided to do the page side. And it was dull you love a challenge i it was difficult to sort what can we say we're real puzz heads over here (laughs) at jigsaw jamboree how many pieces we talking here this is like a little a warm-up one i think it was only 200 pieces oh that's just like lunch break puzzle yeah yeah can do that in my sleep i've seen you yeah when i get into the zone the (laughs) puzzone so to speak I mean, we've all dipped our toe into the pool of puzzle madness. Yeah. You start babbling incoherently, talking to the pieces, 
personifying the pieces, uh, relating to them on a, yeah. a like a Where humanity level. Where do you level. go? Where do you go? Who are you, you strange little man? And why are you you missing <laughs> both of your arms? <laughs> it's a dark world, and we uh, we play dangerously. Yeah. We work hard. We play hard. Mm. So that's your most recent puzzle since I saw you last. Yes. Wow. It's difficult for me because puzzling is a real winter activity. Yes. And so this is sort of the season, much like a squirrel where I'm gathering and then I'm going to reap what I sow. Mm -hmm. Mixing metaphors here. (laughs) Apologize to our listeners. But, you know, once it's it's cold out and I don't want to do anything, that's when the puzzle... It needs to get dark at a... A yeah. certain hour and an early hour in order to do a puzzle, unless you're a midnight puzzler, which Ooh. again, you keep different hours than me. That's and true. I could see you being a midnight puzzler. I'm a bit of a dragon. I'm usually puzzler. asleep by then personally. I mean I okay, let's talk styles. Okay. Because everyone's got their own, and I'm curious to see what yours is all about. So in terms of puzzling, sorting, piece sorting. Do you start with the borders first? Always. What do we use to sort? Well, what's your surface also? I have, thanks to the one and only Alicia Tobin, I have a beautiful table that is uh, meant for dining, rarely happens, but has two extendable or foldable wings. Oh. So at the beginning of a puzzle, when you need that space, you flip it both ends up, you sort to your heart's desire. Wow. You get closer to the end. Let me tell you, you got space to circumnavigate the whole puzzle. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. I like this. And what are we thinking for lighting? Oh. Do you do an overhead light? I will admit that usually my lighting is is quite inadequate for puzzles. Mm. Uh, I often will be doing them in semi-darkness while my partner is watching a movie. Ah, uh, the solo puzzler. Oh, always, always almost a solo puzzler. Exclusively, we've worked on. We've some worked together. on some puzzles together, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the stories. Oh, we could tell. But Jessica, I think you need to explain your sorting style because I've witnessed it firsthand, obviously several times, and it's, it's a sight to behold. Well, people love to create unnecessary products. I've seen stackable puzzle sorting trays that are made of plastic and they're in the shape of big puzzle pieces and people love those and God bless them. But that's not for me. Not for me. Because I've got a whole cupboard full of plates and bowls. Yeah. That'll do the trick. (laughs) Any bowl will do. Mm -hmm. I love a little nesting stacking bowls. You just need little ones. I've used a series of teacups before. Oh, that's quaint. It actually wasn't great. They were a bit tippy. Mm. Bowls would have been better. Yeah, you want one with a solid base, nice yeah. and flat. I like a shallow bowl. Shallow is key. Like a past a pasta bowl. Yes. Past a pasta. Past a pasta. <laughs> and depending on what kind of puzzle you're working on, I mean, there's my minimum is a thousand pieces. I won't yeah. get out of bed for anything less than a thousand pieces. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a, a novelty puzzle, if there's some sort of gimmick or trick. Like and a two-sided we'll, puzzle. We'll get into that later. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. But depending on the puzzle, like sometimes it'll be one large image and that's mm-hmm. my favorite, okay. especially if it's detailed and very colorful, a lot of different things going yeah. on. If it's too similar, it just gets infuriating. 
Now, by one lar- large image, do you mean like a zoomed in image of something or do you mean a zoomed out landscape or something with many details? I mean, it depends. Okay. Really? I mean, I've got a love for many different kinds of puzzles, but the most recent one that I did that I loved was a pomegranate puzzle of mm-hmm. a painting by Hiru Asono. Oh. Very talented Now, just artist. for the layperson, very quickly, I have to interrupt you. You don't mean that it was a picture of a pomegranate. No. Oh, goodness gracious, no. No, this is uh, one of my favorite puzzle companies, Pomegranate. Mm-hmm. I have several dozen puzzles from them, and they're quite delightful. If you do one of their puzzles and you post it online, I think you the hashtag is palm palm con or palm com or something like that anyway they'll repost you and it's really helped me grow my puzzle influencer <laughs> audience so shout out to pomegranate mm-hmm. they also sent me a free puzzle one time i bought did so they? many they sure did oh well we're gonna have to get into our different puzzle brands later but yeah please continue with your and please still looking for sponsors oh <laughs> Um, it's a painting. I love flowers. Mm-hmm. You know me. I know that I love nature. You. I love plants. It's almost pointillist. It's, okay. it's very like blotches of color. There's a beautiful meadow and we've got some dangling trees. It looks like maybe wisteria, but it's so stylized. And so I would just sort by, I would take all my bowls mm-hmm. and I would sort through every piece and say, these are the purple flowers. Mm-hmm. And mm, it looks like there's maybe four different kinds of purple flowers. Mm-hmm. So, and then you sub sort into yeah. smaller bowls. Do you start, are you doing this like directly from the box into the bowls or are you spreading everything out and then sorting? I don't do a full spread. It's hard in this space. In this economy. <laughs> uh, yes. And as everyone knows, I do use a board on top of a keyboard stand as yes. my main puzzle surface but what I love about it is you can move it around oh I'd be scared too oh it is terrifying <laughs> especially since I always have bags and boxes full of crafts underneath it and if I drop one I'm like I don't know where that piece went no it's gone but I always find it yeah so no no piece left untapped that's what I'd say yeah because when I was a child and I would do puzzles I would need to tap each piece in a certain way <laughs> when I put it in. And if someone would try and help me and put a single piece in, I would go, nope, take it out, <laughs> put it back in the box. Doesn't matter if I knew <laughs> where it went. I'm going to forget it and then put it back in, yeah. tap it. I stopped that behavior pretty early on because I realized it was getting a bit obsessive. <laughs> I realized in the last couple of years that I do a similar thing that is directly influenced by my mother that it's like generational generational puzzle behavior Uh, after finding the spot for a particularly difficult piece for example oh yeah you kind of give it like a a triumphant little double tap like oh it's the double it's always the double tap it's the (laughs) and this is before i use ever used a mouse on a computer yes it's the same sort of like i can't put words to it but you it's it's clearly a puzzler behavior and it's a it's a a puzzler is what it is it's a puzzler it's a real puzzler but yeah other people have different styles but Mm -hmm. my style is sort of once i get going i don't stop till i'm done i don't sleep i don't eat i don't sit you have come to my house before and your wonderful husband jay and i i think have watched a, a whole movie and you have not left the side of your table this is when i live just down the street from you yeah, side of my a, table. That sounds about right. 
we were doing a puzzle together, and I say that in quotes, but I mean, you take it and you run. Jay, you love him. You know him, you love him. <laughs> He's good at doing puzzles, but it is true that when he does try and help, it does slow me down. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep my average up. You know that I compete internationally. Yes. The Jigsaw Puzzlers Jamboree competitive jigsaw puzzling Mm -hmm. and I have won first place with honors Mm -hmm. multiple times but my average I think my best time for doing a thousand piece puzzle is about four hours that's very impressive I don't know if it's healthy but it's something I do Mm -hmm. because I like to get it done get it out of the way make sure all the pieces are there make sure all the pieces go back in the box and when I put those pieces back Mm -hmm. in the box I make sure that none of them are still together. Oh, that's interesting. Good puzzle etiquette. That's very good puzzle etiquette. I have been known to just kind of roll it up Mm -hmm. and put it in the box. You're one of the rollers. I don't even like it as I'm doing it. Sometimes you're in a rush. I understand. Yeah, We've all been there. How often are you leaving a puzzle together to just enjoy the image before you crush it? Minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the real estate in my domicile for that the satisfaction is done Mm -hmm. it's like it's over I'm not one of those people who shellacks it and glues it and frames it and it's never can be done again chilling yeah (laughs) if that's you power to you but please stop writing into us because we (laughs) we will not we will not be sponsored by Mod Podge no 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 that is a travesty I actually got a puzzle one time Mm -hmm. and it came with glue for you to Glue it. It was, it's a disturbing puzzle. Huh. I'm going to show it to you. Please. It was a gift. So, I mean, I love that it was gifted to me. Mm-hmm. It was very generous. I know it was expensive. Now, I may have shown you this before, but it's a, it's a miniature thousand piece puzzle. Okay. And I believe oh. that this is European. I have seen this one before. So this is uh, a reproduction of Picasso's mm-hmm. famous painting Guernica, yes. which is truly horrific in subject matter. It's about a, a town that a bomb was dropped mm-hmm. on in a war. And the original painting, I believe, might have some color to it. I don't think it is exactly just all in grayscale, black and white, but the puzzle itself is in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by the brand Educa. Huh. I'm not familiar with them. I wasn't either. I believe it was purchased um, from a former boss's wife Okay. off of Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> and she told me that uh, it was quite expensive. Okay. And she tried to haggle with the seller, <laughs> but they paid a lot of money for it from a museum, I believe. Okay. But it says on the back, Puzzle Passion, which <laughs> Lord knows we've got, got that it. Yeah. in spades. Now, before you open the box, I want to ask a question. Because I can see that on the side of the box, there is an image of a puzzle piece. Yes. Is that true to scale? That is actual size. <sighs> That's too small for me. Quite petite. Yeah. But you know I've got these nimble little fingers. I know. And see, you'll see in this, I, oh. I like to put all my puzzles in a bag. This is a, this is a lemonade bread bag. A lemonade gluten-free bakery bag that I put it in because I didn't have a Ziploc. I love it when a, a puzzle comes with a Ziploc bag. They're usually like substantial Ziplocs. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy duty. Yeah. But see, here's the glue that it comes with. And it's it, a powdered glue? Yes. You can hear it. This is the ASMR section of, this, mm. <laughs> of the podcast. Let me glue your puzzle together. Can you 
get me a glass of water <laughs> so I can put this glue paste Emulsify in it? the powder. Mm. Let's see the instru- instructions. <laughs> it's like every language but English. Okay, pour 125 milliliters. We all know how much that is, just without even thinking uh-huh. about it. Of water into a bowl for every gram of glue to be used. Slowly add mm. the contents of the packet, stirring constantly. It's like a chemistry exam. Mix well and let stand for 30 minutes? Who's got the time? Doesn't glow set in that time? Yeah, that's strange. Apply small doses of the glue onto the image, gently spreading using the hard part of the packet as a spatula. See, I oh. do enjoy that. That's a dual oh, that purpose. Is nice. If needed, apply another small amount of glue. Never pour all the glue onto the puzzle at once. When finished, (laughs) remove any excess glue. Let the puzzle dry approximately three hours for the pieces to completely join together. You can also carefully separate the pieces if you so wish. What the fuck? So you're going to spend all that time gluing it and then re-separate it? unhinged behavior. I wonder what would happen if you just sprinkled the powder all over and then spritzed. No, no, and you get the puzzle. You- <laughs> no. Got a straw. You- Forget it. It wouldn't work. It, it's it would a get the puzzle, puzzle. pieces. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's a fucked up puzzle, but yeah. also because I have that story that I've been told about how expensive it is and how you feel you can't part rare with this puzzle is. Well, you know, I mean, someone else would enjoy it. And that's the beauty of puzzles. As our listeners know, I have my puzzle lending library yes. to my close friends and friends of friends. database. It's the IPDB. It's the International Puzzle Database. <laughs> and I, I do lend out my puzzles, but you have to, listeners, I do advise you have to keep track because mm-hmm. I made this database out of necessity mm-hmm. because I was too tired of waking up in the middle of the night and going, who has my puppy puzzle? Me. It was often Sally, <laughs> but sometimes it was my mother, Lorna. Mm-hmm. She has my cat puzzle. Cats nice. A to Z. <laughs> Not a great quality puzzle, I might add. Uh, is it Gallison or Mud Puppy? It's Mud Puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I've also done that puzzle. Yeah. Really enjoyed the image. Yeah. Didn't enjoy how the pieces fit Bad together. Bad puzzle feel. Yeah. You know what I could have used a little bit more of? Soft click technology. Oh. Just a moment for soft click technology. Yes. Just gonna pour one out <laughs> for soft click technology. Thank you to our Foley artist, Dave Foley. <laughs> Sorry, next episode we swear we'll get you a mic because we know you have things to say, Dave, but thank you for just continuing your excellent <laughs> Foley work. Thank you, Jessica. Softclick technology, as everyone knows, is a Ravensburger. Yes, trademark Ravensburger technology. Yeah. They're not my favorite, though. I do enjoy the Softclick, but their pieces are too dusty. It's a dusty puzzle. It's tough, you know? Ravensburger was the the first one that I really connected with. I think when people become puzzle snobs, Ravensburger is sort of like... Cream of the crop. Yeah, but it's like entry-level puzz snob material. Well, I'll tell you this... You know, when we're not podcasting and when we're not puzzling, I have another job. And that job has sent me to the New York City Toy Fair several times. You know, I'm quite jealous about this, but I would love to hear you tell a tale Um, from this magical place. Pomegranate. Surprisingly small booth, but a good showing. A beautiful catalog. Actually, one of the few 
that I took in physical form instead of a PDF. You got to frame that. it. You got to laminate that. And I have several years worth. Beautiful. Ravensburger. I would say one of the top three largest booths and without question, the number one classiest booth. They've got that soft click technology money. Oh. They had, I think, in, could it be? 9,000, 10,000? Oh, I've seen it. It's yeah. ridiculous. But they kind of use that as a carpet. Yeah. Yeah. They know that they're the best, mm-hmm. but they're images. Yeah. So boring. Yeah. Too boring. I I think the biggest puzzle I've ever done was a Ravensburger, and I did it at your parents' yes. home. Oh, that was that is the best puzzle table. <sighs> it was a great puzzle table. Yeah. I have a photo of me laying on top of the table once the puzzle was done. It was a 5,000-piece puzzle. 5,000? And I originally was doing it on a different table Mm -hmm. in a different home Mm -hmm. that was not my own until I realized the table wasn't big enough. It's simply not big enough. So we had to move locations, (laughs) which you never want to do with a puzzle, unless you have a puzzle mat, which Mm -hmm. I still haven't taken the plunge. And I don't know if I'm I'm ready for it. I don't know if that's me. I don't think it is. I'm not a roll-up kind of gal. No. I think it's great for if you have pets that are going to mm. interfere. Children. Or children. Yes. I mean, they're kind of like pets. Like, yeah. I mean, I was including that when I said pets. <laughs> and you know how I feel. But that puzzle, it was 5,000 pieces. Mm-hmm. And it, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, it was, it was called Ma Provence. And it was oh. images... Of lavender fields yes. in Provence. Mm-hmm. And it just had the words Ma Provence on it. And I think we must have said Ma Provence <laughs> one million times like a Borat. It is 5,000 pieces, but it's six smaller images, oh, almost like a I postcard. Don't. So what's the fucking point? Why am I doing six smaller puzzles? No, no, no. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Whoa. You know that I'm trying to keep that in check, but it's like, I just feel strongly about it. I'm, I'm impassioned. Ma no, Provence. I'm with you. And, th- and I think that's getting back to the, uh, one of my earlier questions about what you meant about a singular image. Yes. And I'm glad I understand. Glad and I agree. I do not care for a series of smaller images. If I was buying a postcard, I wouldn't buy a postcard that was six smaller images. No. It's tacky. It's bad. Photoshop. You know, sometimes you have different kinds of quality of images, different resolutions. It's just, I expect more from Ravensburger, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. I understand. I'll just say before we finish. Yes, please. Uh, they had phone charging stations and free coffee bar. Wow. So, you know what? Midway through the day at Toy Fair... You need that break. They're juicing you up both caffeine and battery style. (laughs) I mean, God bless them. Take all the freebies. Yeah. Because Lord knows we've given them a lot of money over the years. But uh, yeah, Ravensburger, you could get a bit weirder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Collaborate with some indie artists. Yeah. (laughs) Some up and coming puzz artists. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. I have some news. Speaking of different brands that we're interested in and different collaborations, I've discovered a new puzzle brand. Oh? So this is Puzz News. Yeah, a friend sent me a link to an image that 
it wasn't even an ad for this puzzle. It was like these two elderly brothers who paint paintings. You can hire them to like paint something for your business or okay. for, for your friends. And so this puzzle company had made this promotional poster with these cool older artist brothers. And then I clicked through and I found this puzzle company and they're just starting out, but they seem quite delightful. Huh. They're called La Puzz. Okay. La Puzz Puzzles. They don't even have 10,000 followers yet on Instagram. Well, I hope we can bump that up. Yeah, let's, hey, go on out there. La Puzz Puzzles on Instagram. Okay. It says, La Puzz, be kind to yourself. Do a puzzle. We ship worldwide. <laughs> it's true. I've checked out their website, which is a very intense website. Okay. LaPuzz.com. Lots of different fonts, lots of different like animated GIFs, stuff okay. rotating. But they seem to be an interesting company. I think they're just a small business, just maybe a couple different owners. Welcome to the wonderfully whimsical weirdo Wigsaw Wuzzle Wumpany. We love jigsaw puzzles. I mean, it's a, it's a bit wacky, but it seems like they only have, I think right now they have six different puzzles. Okay. One is a bunch of gummy candy. Oh, I'm going to need a closer up on this. Okay. A bunch of gummy candy. Oh, they have my my favorite, the egg candies. Oh, the eggs. I love the eggs. Now, this is a puzzle I'd like to get my hands on. Sink your teeth into. Oh, I really, really enjoy their, uh, their packaging. I like this little face up at the top. The packaging... I mean, the box itself is a real treat. They've exactly. got a lot of font I on there. I urge you to look at this if you are a listener. You just, this is a delight. Our listeners are going to love it. There's another puzzle that they have that's just a cat with a little hat on it. And they seem like they're making all their own images in <gasps> studio. Jessica. Yes. Have a look at this one. What's this one called? Big Sally. Now we're looking at... We're looking at a puzzle here called the Big Sally, and it's uh, it's a close-up of, of a delicious-looking salad yeah. with eggs, tomatoes, cucumbers, and of course lettuce. Yeah, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, like I've been saving this, and the puzzles. This company seems whimsical and reasonably priced. I would say for a quality puzzle yeah i believe it's in american oh. dollars and then the, we've got shipping costs on top of that but they did some uh collabos with an instagram artist that i follow who makes uh I like that marbling ink on water very cool um that one's called freaky deaky <laughs> there's uh one called have a groovy day there's another one called teeny tiny things and i really like that is that the one that had like and looked like a... Yeah, a lot of miniatures. Yeah. See, I, I would much like rather... like one of those I Spy books. Exactly. Yes. I loved those as a child. I mean, I love the one Howdy Partner. It's not partner, it's Partner. <laughs> We've got a lovely little cat wearing a tiny little cowboy hat. And that cowboy hat is pushing his ears out. It's making the ears real flat. Yeah. It looks like a real baby Yoda. <laughs> and it's cute, but when there's an image like that, I look at that and I think... Too much fur. Doing that fur is going to be hell. You're going to love the eyes. You're going to love the cute little nose. The whiskers will be easy. The yeah. background, sure. And then you're going to... It's a lot of tabby. When you get to the point where you're just sorting by piece shape... Oh, oh God. That's not a fun puzzle. It's not fun. So this brings us to our segment, Abandoned Puzzles. Yes. Abandoned Puzzles. 
I dig a hole, put a puzzle in it, and never speak of it again. So, Sally, mm-hmm. I know that there have been times where I've just been desperate to gift you a puzzle. Yes. And I've, you know, there hasn't been a great selection, but I've tried to find the best that I could do. This mm-hmm. was in the early days of our friendship. Oh, yes. by the way, happy 12 oh. year anniversary to our friendship. 12 years. 12 dang years. My God. That's longer than I've been with my husband. <laughs> and you know what? I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. You're a treasure. Mm. You're a treat. You're a gem. <laughs> you're a treasure. And I wouldn't have wanted to do 700 episodes of this puzzle podcast with anyone other than you. Ugh. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've given you some real duds. I'm not going to lie. I was just desperate to give you a puzzle. And I was desperate to take them yeah, because was, you have a substantially larger collection than I do. This was before we knew about stuff like the Charlie Harper puzzles oh, that Pomegranate makes. Those, Shout out. What a treat. Exceptional. They're a joy. They're a delight. We've they're got so clean bright. lines, oh, clean bright lines. colors. Lovely. I've only done two of them, actually. Oh. I, I think there's several more for me to explore. Yeah, several on my puzzle shelf okay. waiting for you. Okay. So, But we're not talking about the puzzles we enjoy. No, we're talking about the puzzles we've abandoned. Yes. So Sally, I know that you've abandoned some. Let's, mm-hmm. let's hear mm-hmm. about them. Well, you mentioned the puppy puzzle earlier. Adorable puzzle. A bunch of golden retrievers. Not all golden retrievers. A but lot. Definitely a lot of golden retrievers. A lot of them yawning. Yeah. Their little open mouths. So cute in theory. And then you start sorting and it's the fur conundrum. Mm. It's a lot of beige, a lot of, brown. A lot of golden, yeah. a lot of little pink tongues. Yeah. They're not easy to differentiate. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever abandoned a puzzle faster. Oh. Got the border done. And you said, fuck you, puppies. <laughs> Just kind of stared at my table for a few minutes and I was like, what are we doing here? Wow. I'm in this for fun. I'm in this for escapism. I'm in this for relaxation. I'm not going to do this to myself. Amen. Swept it all back into its box and went to a landscape that I had done before. Amazing. What about you? I've never abandoned a puzzle. You've never? I mean, what was I expecting? I'm a stubborn ass bitch. (laughs) But I think that's beautiful. You know yourself. You don't want to put yourself through any agony. I've done the gradient puzzles. Oh, I won't even, I won't touch those. I've been offered them. They look hard, but it's all about having the right lighting. Yeah, which I established I don't. Row by row. Once you get to a certain point, it's amazing. I started on, it was a gradient puzzle Mm -hmm. gifted to me. It was a hand-me-down from Kevin Lee. I was offered the same puzzle. Yes. And it's a gradient that goes from pink to yellow. So it Mm -hmm. goes through the orange. So you do the border, easy to do. Uh You do the pink end, you do the yellow end, Uh easy. And then when you get to that minute, you work your way from both sides to the middle. And that's the gray area, if you will, (laughs) the orange area. (laughs) And I 
I thought it would be agonizing, but it was quite relaxing and methodical. And I know okay. that like not everyone feels this way. Okay. I gifted you a puzzle, once of the painted ladies in San Francisco, I believe. Yes. And then you gave it back to me when you were done with it. Yeah. That was a real fun puzzle until you got to the oh. dang blue sky. Jessica, my whole family couldn't finish that puzzle. We took that puzzle to, I think to Tofino. Did painted ladies. The puzzle town. We did the grass. We could not crack that sky. Granted, we were on a time crunch. We had to leave Tofino. And you were on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, it was a family mushroom trip. I mean, that's what you do in Tofino. You take a puzz, you take some mushies, and yeah. go to town with your family. But that's really where I draw the line, is like... Yeah. I just don't have the time for it. It's joyless. I also, it's joyless. I also uh, will abandon books. I, there's too many books in the world. I do not have time to finish a book. You're I'm not a realist. Enjoying. I love it. I'm yeah. I'm not a practical person, oh. and I don't prioritize my time. <laughs> and I don't respect myself, so that's why I've never abandoned a puzzle. Okay, to this day. You know what I am proud to say that I went back and revisited though mm-hmm. is another one that you gave me. It's an Edward Gorey one, oh, also yes. from Pomegranate. Yes, lots of frogs. It's the frog. Oh, I love the frog one. I've done that it's, a couple times. I'm not sure what was going on the first time I tried it. I might not have had adequate space. It was many years ago, but I did it this past fall. I love Edward Gorey. I'm a fan Mm -hmm. of his art, of his books, but his puzzles, there are some pomegranate ones that are just ink, just black ink, no Mm -hmm. color. And it's a lot of dense line work. And it's just like, how how much variation can there be in crosshatching that I want to sort through? A lot of similar muted tones. Yeah, the the frog one especially. So that's, I I understand. You got to be in the right mood. Good for you. And I've I've never been prouder of myself. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. This is a a proud puzzle achievement. The pinnacle of puzzledom. Uh, P word. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to just show you a few of my most recent oh, puzzle please. acquisitions. So these are my most recent puzzle purchases. And okay. they're not all purchases. Most of them have just been gifts because the great thing about puzzles is you can trade, you can mm-hmm. lend. It's a great community building experience. Yeah. So the most recent one that I've obtained, I still haven't done it yet. Ooh. It's from former guest, Amber Konopaki's mother. Uh, oh, former guest and neighbor. Yes. And we've also had her mother on the podcast, of course. Of course. And it's a beautiful puzzle. It's an irregularly shaped puzzle. Ah. It's a Frank Stella painting. Oh, I like which this. Which is beautiful. And I think I've actually been lucky enough to see pieces. this painting in person at the Museum of Modern Art. Yeah. So this is where I make the exception where I'll do a puzzle that's less than a thousand pieces so it's 750 pieces but mm-hmm. the shape is sort of a globular it's sort of two intersecting circles yeah. and it's very bold uh, color we all know Frank Stella's art it's very geometric mm-hmm. and color blocking and so I've just been so excited to do this but it's you know it's just been so nice out and my no. my puzzle table has become used for so many different things so this is made by Gallison oh yeah oh that is the parent company of Mud Puppy. Oh, well, let's hope it's a little bit better. <laughs> but I've been just kicking myself that I need to do this because I need to get it back to... I mean, you could do that in no time. 750 pieces? But it's unusual. Yeah. If you Have you done a puzzle that's not rectangular? I've done a circular puzzle. They're harder they than you think. Harder. I did one recently that's in the shape of a butterfly landing on a flower. Was this Ibu? No, 
This is from a thrift store. It's oh, very old. Okay. I got it. I don't even know the brand, but it was so entered. It was the hardest puzzle I'd done in huh. years. And she finished it. I did. This was over Christmas and it was freezing in here. <laughs> okay. I lied. This is the most recent puzzle I've been gifted and I'm excited to show you because it is sort of the pinnacle of puzzles, if you will. <laughs> uh, this is the Ravensburger <gasps> Crypt puzzle. 654 pieces. Also sort of circular pattern in shape, like puzzle piece pattern, mm -hmm. but it is rectangular. Oh, interesting. What's interesting about this puzzle is there is no image whatsoever on the pieces. They're all the same color. Okay. And this is the type of puzzle that has been known to drive people mad. Mm -hmm. This was gifted to me by my father-in-law. Okay. And he and his landlord were working <laughs> on it together and they both gave up on it. Okay. So, you know, I took it off their hands in order to smooth over their relationship. Okay. Didn't want to cause any landlord-tenant drama. But yeah, this is... It's the ultimate challenge for all puzzle fans. It's not a printed image that you puzzle by, but rather the shapes of the individual pieces. Huh. And it consists of 654 unusual pieces. No two are alike. That is something I appreciate about Ravensburger is the variety of puzzle piece shapes. You know you're never going to put the wrong piece in the wrong spot. Yeah. Because they're all different. And yeah. that's that laser cut. Mm. Each puzzle grid. It has a home. Yeah, it's made specifically for people like us and mine. So this is going to be like the depths of winter. I'm going to yes. I'm going to start working on this. And okay. you're welcome to join me. I would love to. On a challenge like this, yes, <laughs> I will accept help. And this is also something that because there's not a ton of visual stimulation mm -hmm. going on with like the printed image, mm -hmm. I'm just going to want to be socializing while yes. I do it. Well, I'd be happy to join you in a few months' time. Well, it's a date. <laughs> So I also was wondering, do you listen to music when you puzzle? Do you chat? Do you have a movie or a TV show on in the background? Do you listen to podcasts? I would say if it's daytime, I tend to listen to podcasts. Mm. If it's nighttime, I tend to have a movie on in the background that I can just listen to. You're like not necessarily be paying attention to. A cinephile. Especially in the depths of winter. Um, my boyfriend, not a puzzler. Mm. Really doesn't have the patience for them. But he fell in love with a, a puzz freak, nonetheless. But uh, on those nights, I'll say, you decide. You choose. Just put whatever you want on. Yeah. It's been a horror movie sometimes. Oh. And then I don't even have to look. That's a spooky puzz. Spooky puzz. No matter it's what October. the image is. Yeah. Documentaries. What have you? Something that I can keep an ear on. Yeah. There's a few shows that you really don't need to watch. No. I think I may have listen to all of Curb Your Enthusiasm while working with my hands. That's great. Sometimes you need to look to see the offending incident <laughs> to see what, you know, what Larry's so upset about, mm -hmm. why, you know, someone took his parking spot. But you get the gist of it. Yeah. It's lovely. It's delightful. There's like a rhythm to it. Yeah. You fall into it. Those episodes are short. You can just blow through a whole season yeah. in one sitting. It's rare, though, that I would do a puzzle in silence. No. No, I, mean, I don't do anything in silence. It's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, then you'd have to listen to your own thoughts. Oh, no, thank you. Simply unthinkable. No. There have been times where I've been so captured by my puzz uh -huh. that I will not leave my puzzle table. I won't be drinking enough water, so I'm not even leaving to go to the bathroom. Uh -huh. And I will just allow my phone battery to die. <laughs> So I'll run out of podcasts to listen to because I'm like, well, I have to charge my phone now. And I'd, I guess I'll just 
talk to my husband? I don't know. <laughs> like this is, and then he'll be like, you need to eat. You yeah. need to sit down. Your fingers are bleeding. <laughs> Please let me, let me touch you. And I am like, not yet. I'm looking for this piece still. We've all been there. Am yeah, I right? You are right. We're going to take a puzzle pause. And uh, we're going to hear from our foreign correspondent, who's one of the original podcast puzzlers out there. So let's just have a little message from our friend, Frederick. Hello and good talk. This is Frederick with another episode of Puzzle Maintenance. Okay, so today's episode. Today's episode is in regards to missing pieces in your puzzle and how to find them. So, for today's example, I've got a just a basic thousand-piece puzzle. And of course, we've done the tri-check, which is the three times you do a full count of all the pieces to make sure that they are all there. And after counting this puzzle, there is indeed a piece missing. So we go down the checklist. What do we do? Number one, we do the floor scour. Okay, so get down on your knees and look around under all the furniture here. And it's very handy to have a torch um, to look through. No, under the couch, under the desk. Under the ottoman. Oh, no. So there's nothing there. Okay. Number two, we check the Hoover to see if we vacuumed up the piece. So you check the dust bag here. Whoa. No. There's no. The missing piece isn't there either. Okay. Number three! Check the waste bin. Oh, Christ. Oh, what is that? Soup? Why is there soup in my trash bag? God! And number four, if you have a household pet, you gotta check his butthole. So I have a cat and I have a dog. So here we go. Oh! Calm, calm, calm down, don't, don't, don't scratch me! Trying to find a puzzle piece in your butthole. Ah, huzzah! There it is! Here we go! Four out of five times it's gonna be in a butthole. So there you go, mystery solved. And that concludes another episode of Puzzle Maintenance with Frederick. Okay, choose! Thank you so much for that little tidbit. It's so nice checking in with you and Frederick's got an energy that just really lights up the room, you know? Yes. Frederick, you're the pioneer out there. You're the puzz pioneer, and we love you for it. And we're back from our brief puzz pod pause to piss. <laughs> Welcome back. And uh, I just want to say we couldn't be doing this without the original puzzle master out there, Pinhead. You're the keeper of the puzzle box. And you're the one who has, you have such sights to show us. So uh, everyone out there who's intrigued about the connection between pleasure and pain, <laughs> I really suggest you reach out to the Cenobites, the Dark Lords, mm -hmm. the keepers of the puzzle boxes, and just see what kind of sights await you. Okay. 
Yeah. So that brings us to our Puzz Premonitions segment where we discuss dream puzzles Mm -hmm. we wish could exist, dream collaborations. And like if you could design a puzzle, Mm -hmm. if all those puzzle companies would finally start responding to our (laughs) emails. would you big sally do i would really love to see something textural mm. like a topographical map. like a topographical yeah. map and i'm not talking a 3d puzzle no 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 but i'm talking like maybe we've got lumps we got bumps. we've got lumps and bumps to represent water droplets Ooh, yeah. or you know somehow ooh, oh it's velvety maybe it's a horse oh flocking yes yes And this also is a way of keeping puzzles more accessible. Exactly. To people who may not have the sharp eagle eyes that we Mm -hmm. have honed. And you know, one day we might not have that either. So a textural puzzle is a great idea. Thank you. Love that. What are your ideas? They might exist already. There's some that I've longed for. There's a Golden Girls puzzle that I'd love to do. There's a Dolly Parton puzzle that Mm -hmm. I think would just be a delight. I mean, I'm currently, you see, you can see me, I'm wearing my, my Kathy. A classic. You know, Ack Kathy, <laughs> comic character. I think a Kathy puzz would be yeah. just so great. All the little antics she gets up to, like cinnamon buns, chocolate, Ack, uh, <laughs> shoes, chocolate for the feet. A pile of wrappers, a pile of shoes. Oh, Kathy, <laughs> get it together, girl. I mean, I always think more Star Trek puzzles. How many Star Trek puzzles have you done in your life, do you think? I've just done the two. Just the two? Just the two. I just own the two. I have the Women of Star Trek Uh puzzle, which is fun, but it went by too fast. That was a four-hour one. Okay. It's a thousand piece. Now, who makes that one? Cobble Hill? That is a Cobble Hill, yes. And there was some omissions of the characters that Mm. I was not okay with. There's no Keiko O'Brien. Did you write a letter? I should. I'm using this, my platform, yeah. to get out okay. my frustration. Letters. <laughs> what century is it? Yeah. Use podcasts as yes. the medium. This is how we connect. Yes. To, to the, we stick it to the man. <laughs> but how do you pick? How do you pick who's in there? They've got the Klingon sisters with the boob window dresses. Mm-hmm. But Keiko O'Brien, I mean, she was on two series. She was on TNG and DS9. So like... Get her on that puzz. Yeah. Give her her own puzz. She's in the botany bay and she's, you know, she's checking out plants. You know, that's one that you should commission. I know. Or pitch to pomegranate maybe. Or just make myself. (laughs) Um, And then the other one I purchased from a very lovely place Mm -hmm. that I visited uh, in America years ago. I believe it might be the largest puzzle store in the world. I'm just uh, in the checking, world. checking myself. Maybe in the United States or maybe just in that state. Okay. America's biggest puzzle store. And I believe it was just outside of Minneapolis. Okay. So it's quite interesting. It's quite a barn. Minnesota's largest candy store. Yes, it's in Jordan, Minnesota. Okay. It's just got everything. They've got fresh baked pies. I was there in October, so they were also selling pumpkins at the lowest legal price they could sell <sighs> pumpkins for. They had every kind of candy and chocolate you could imagine but then you look at the ceiling you look at the rafters and everything's just lined with puzzles and then you see there's handles on the wall 
and you pull out walls that are double-sided with shelves <sighs> to stack puzzles in them and they all have like they're all on ledges with little strips of wood to brace them uh-huh. so they don't fall out when you pull them but it's like a an amazing library of puzzles and I was on tour mm-hmm. with my puzzle-based band and we didn't have much space in our van and we were embarking on this month-long tour mm-hmm. of the United States. Yeah, yeah, space is at a premium there more than anywhere. But space is the key word. And I was like, if I'm going to get a special puzzle to memorialize my visit to this magical place, it's going to be a Star Trek puzzle. That's great. But the content's not that exciting. No. It's the Starship Enterprise in space. So a lot of gray. A lot of gray. And it just and a lot of black. Boldly go. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about text on puzzles? I could do without. Yeah. And I think it's a crutch as it well. It is a crutch. So it can make things go faster. But if you're doing one of those puzzles that's like, here are tropical houseplants. And then there's a label for each one mm-hmm. or there's a little blurb. You're like, I got it's this. Beginner. That's basic. Yes. Well, I have to say, when you were describing this puzzle store, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor. Yeah, this you were drooling. Utterly charming. It's magical. Pumpkins, pumpkins, pies. The smell in there was amazing. <sighs> Everything in there was amazing. My bandmate and former guest Adrian Labelle found this gum that was amazing. I mean, it, we realized it's just like a kitschy thing that they sell in a lot of places, but it just had a picture of a. I think it was a foal. Uh huh. Or maybe a doe. Just a cute little hoofed animal. <laughs> and it just said hormonal and loving it. <laughs> and we just thought it was the greatest thing we'd ever seen. And it was just a little pack of chiclets, essentially. And yeah. Amazing. That's great. It was one of the defining experiences of my life. <laughs> and I hope to go back there one day. We were driving down the highway in America. So mm-hmm. everyone goes real fast. Mm-hmm. We saw this. We were passing it on our left and we were rushing to get to our show uh-huh. in Minneapolis that night. And we couldn't resist. I think I might have done a U-turn <laughs> on the highway. I probably waited into the next safe turnout. But yeah, I I recommend it. I'm not sure what they're... Uh, they're only open June to November. So huh. the season is approaching. They June sell saltwater taffy. What a strange season. But you know what? If it's somebody's labor of love, maybe they take the rest of those months off to puzzle in the tropics. They probably are sourcing their puzzles Mm. and candy content. I'm on roadsideamerica.com right now trying to read about it. It's Minnesota's largest candy store. Pineapple saltwater taffy? Check. Bacon toothpaste? Check. Bubblegum frankenbeans? Check. Also desperately claims to be America's biggest puzzle store. And to have the world's largest soda selection. Hmm. I don't think it's desperate. I think it's well-earned. Yeah. It's not bragging if it's true. Yeah. Show me another puzzle place with more puzzles. That's not just a fucking warehouse, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting riled up again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This happens every episode, Jessica. It does. And we usually have to issue a lot of apologies. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize to my fans Mm -hmm. and my enemies. The community. I respect you. You know, I just get a little bit of puzzle madness sometimes and I can't control myself. But also, the puzzles are what calm me. So the puzzle is everything to me. Friend, companion, compatriot. (laughs) 
lover, mm-hmm. mother, oh. child. Puzzles, we love you. So much. Is there anything you can't do? Maybe pick my kids up from <laughs> school. Is there anything else? I think we've covered all the bits and pieces for today. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. And listeners, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. We have reached our goal of $4 million per month. And we just, we love it. Yeah. We love your support. And we love to give back to the puzzle community. Mm -hmm. So we've been giving 10% of everything we make to Puzzles for Ponies. Mm. Because even ponies... Ponies deserve puzzles too. And they approach it with a different eye than mm-hmm. humans because their eyes are different. They have a large blind spot. Yeah. Out in front and in back. It's actually a very structurally different kind of puzzle for, for ponies. Yeah. And it's waterproof. Yeah. Because they do it mostly with their noses mm-hmm. and their lips. They do need to tap them or yeah. stomp their clomp stomp, them in. Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a little alarmed looking. <laughs> Because, yes, sometimes it does it does get to the point where they are clomping. Yes. So these need to be durable puzzle yeah. pieces. They're waterproof. Mm-hmm. And they need to be able to have a, a horseshoe, mm-hmm. which is iron, steel. Yeah. Platinum. I mean, depending on how fancy these ponies are. I don't think those kind of ponies need our puzzle charity. Hey, all ponies need puzzles. And that's why Puzzles for Ponies is this month's charity yeah uh so check them out thank you to all of our listeners thank you to all of our fan mail Mm -hmm. all of the gifts you give us Mm -hmm. it's truly just heartwarming and i have had to build an extension on the puzzle barn just to keep everything in there and climate controlled and you know mold is a real problem in the barn boy we've lost some good ones to it I don't want to talk about it. I know, I'm sorry. It's still too fresh for me. So everyone out there, get a dehumidifier mm-hmm. for your puzzle zone because mold is a bitch. But puzzles aren't, and we love you very much. And don't forget to fuck your puzzle. <laughs> and to everyone out there, here's my one last little tip. Mm-hmm. Once you're done sorting your pieces, whatever brand puzzle you have, Once your box or whatever you're using to sort, your bag, your tray, once you've removed all the pieces from that and there's the little dust, Mm -hmm. the little bit of dust from the puzzle pieces, take that over to your trash bin Mm. and tap that out because you got to remove that dust. Puzzling is a dry business Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to remember to moisturize because those cuticles will start flaking off doesn't matter where you live. could be the most humid place around. It's a dry business. They suck the moisture right out of your pads of your fingers. Yeah. We still love them. We still love them. We love you, puzzles. Okay, bye. 